Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is Pastor Calvin Corbett. So glad that you're joining us today. We're going to have part three of Give Thanks. And I hope that uh, as you look at Wednesday, you know, we're halfway through the week and uh, we are at a great opportunity on Wednesday because if you have been quite productive enough, you got a couple more days to get it all together. And we are getting one day closer to Christmas. And uh, this is my favorite time of the year. I love the fall going into Thanksgiving, uh, going into Christmas. And uh, I guess one of the reasons I love this time of the year is because it gives us an opportunity to kind of slow down. And I know we get busy and more parties and that kind of thing, but we can slow down and enjoy our family and enjoy time together. And so maybe this uh, Thanksgiving and this Christmas season, this is your first Thanksgiving or your first Christmas time and you're without a loved one and you're, you're saddened by that. And so I want to begin the broadcast today by just offering a word of prayer to you and uh, talking to you about where we're looking at Christmas and maybe some ways that we can help you uh, as we look at the Advent season. So, Father, we begin this broadcast and we pray that you will just fill us with your spirit. And this is a joyful time of the year, but for some, this is a reminder that there's one less person at the table. They were there last year, but they're not here this year. And so their heart is heavy as they think about this loved one. So I pray that you will allow them to, in spite of that, give thanks. May we be filled with hope, peace, joy, and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Christmas is coming, and I want to invite you to come to the Christmas Eve service at Hickory Ridge Community Church. We'll be doing two Christmas Eve services this year. One at 3 o'clock, one at 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, we'll be worshiping with one service on Christmas Day at 10 o'clock. And so you are invited to join us. And this year, we're going to do the 3 o'clock Christmas Eve service. It's going to be drive-in church. And then the 5 o'clock service will be inside. That'll be our candlelight service. But we've also invited a coffee truck to come. So Peak Coffee... We'll be with us Christmas Eve, whether you come to the 3 o'clock or 5 o'clock. And I tell you what we're doing. We're giving you a free cup of coffee in Jesus' name, okay? Uh, so come and celebrate Christmas Eve with us. Come celebrate Christmas Day with us at 10 o'clock. I would love to see you. And we are going through the Advent right now as we look at hope, peace, joy, and love. And I want to encourage you in the month of December, would you come and worship with us? We're going to go through each Sunday one of these Advents. Now, you're going to hear the message on the broadcast, but you're going to get them in a more condensed way on the broadcast. But I want to encourage you to come and worship with us as we celebrate the hope of Jesus Christ, the fact that he gives us peace that passes all our understanding, for the fact that he is the joy of the Lord, and for the fact that his love endures forever. So we've been spelling out, give thanks. And let me quickly go through the first part of this acrostics, okay? And now the reason I do this is because I have ADHD so bad uh, that I'm all over the place. And so having this acrostics kind of helps me to keep focus, okay? And so I just spell it out, the 10 reasons why I'm thankful. And uh, G is for God is always good. His love endures forever, right? Uh, so we give thanks in all circumstances, uh, not because all circumstances are good, but God is always good, and he always loves us even in the midst of chaos. Letter I stands for inheritance. I give thanks because I have this wonderful inheritance in heaven. 
and I'm receiving this inheritance. And this is an inheritance that's not going to fade away. Uh, It's not going to be stolen. Uh, It's not going to be lost. It's not going to spoil. It is kept for me in heaven, safe and secure. What a reason to celebrate, right? I celebrate and give thanks because God's love endures forever. I have an inheritance in heaven. Letter V, I have victory over sin. Paul says there is no power over our lives as believers. The power of sin was the law, but thanks be to God, he has given us victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Oh, celebrate that fact that we don't fight from defeat to defeat. We fight from victory to victory. Oh, yeah, there's some skirmishes along the way. Uh, You may lose a few battles, but you win the war. God gives us the ability to overcome death. One day you may read in a newspaper, Calvin Corbett has died. Uh, You may read the Virginia Pilot, and it may say some nice things about me. Uh, It's going to say that I died. But I want you to know, that's not true. You see, the moment that I die, I'm going to be more alive than ever before. I'm going to be fully alive because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And when I get to heaven, I can't wait to get my inheritance. There's another reason why we give thanks is that we can enjoy peace and wisdom. Paul says, allow or let that peace rule in your hearts. You know, you're about as peaceful as you want to be. You can let peace rule in your heart, or you can decide to be not living in peace. The choice is yours. Now, we know this is true because as I watch people go through difficulties in life, for some people, they go through a a really hard time, and it makes them better. Other people go through a similar hard time, and it makes them bitter. They're not at peace. The choice is ours. So let the peace of God, let that sink in, let it soak in. I'm a member of the body of Christ. I give thanks that God gives me peace. He gives me wisdom. And then letter T is, I thank the Lord that I have a testimony to proclaim. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Wherever you go, proclaim his name. You know, I found something about sharing my testimony. Whenever I share my testimony, especially when I don't feel like sharing my testimony, my spirits are lifted up. I am just filled with joy. There's something about sharing a testimony. As you share that testimony, you are sharing life, but you're gaining life. It's like giving something away. So many times we think, well, if I give something away, that's less for me to have. That's not true. The Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. The more I give my testimony away, the more of a testimony I have. The more I give my resources away, the more I have. You see, God loves to give back to people who are generous. So I have a testimony to share. My life has been changed by the power of the gospel. And then letter H, I give thanks today because I have a hope that endures. This is not a hope-so hope. This is a no-so hope. I have hope in Christ. His love endures forever. David said in Psalm 100 that we ought to enter into God's gates, enter into his courts with thanksgiving and with praise. Listen, as you go to church on Sunday, go with the mindset that I'm going to be a blessing. Go there expecting to encourage somebody. And you know what you're going to discover? You're going to discover that you have so many reasons to celebrate. Here this last Sunday at the end of our service, I was amazed at the end of our second service. What really amazed me is how long people stayed, 
I remember we were supposed to meet somebody for lunch, and an hour and 15 minutes after church was over, I'm finally leaving the church. And everybody just wanted to stay and talk and enjoy the fellowship with one another. You know, to me, that's a sign of a healthy church. People aren't making a beeline for the exit and running over each other in the parking lot and trying to beat everybody else to the restaurant. They're like, man, I'm hanging out with my family here. Kind of reminds me of one time I was out visiting this couple, and they had visited our church, and and I called them. I said, hey, I'd like to return the favor. Uh, You came to visit us at church. Uh, uh, I'd like to come by and visit with you and just spend a few minutes with you. And so I remember visiting this couple, and we talked, and we talked, and we talked, and uh, the, the we were. The, I didn't realize the time was getting away on me. And finally, this one guy had a good sense of humor. He said, "Well, Pastor, would you like to stay for breakfast?" And I'm looking at my watch; it's like two o'clock in the morning. I said, "What in the world?" And then I got out to my car, and uh, they walked me out. And then as I'm backing out their driveway, uh, they're walking down the driveway with me, and they just loved hanging around. You know, God's hope is the same way. God's Hope endures. It lingers along with us. So as we worship him, we worship him with that blessed hope. What a reason to give thanks. And then I'm thankful because letter A is because I have answers. Answers for my dilemmas. It doesn't matter what it is. I may not have all the details, but I know that I have an answer. God will answer all of our questions in one way or another, but I've discovered that he always brings us back to his son. Getting back to the son. You know, for a long time, I prayed that God would bring healing to my son who has autism. I still pray that prayer. I haven't given up, but I've been praying that prayer now for over 20 years. And some people say, well, where's the answer? God has given me the answer for the dilemma. God has told me my grace is sufficient. You know, one of the answers that I've discovered with autism is that God has put me in a position to learn more about God through a son who has autism. God has also put me in a position to be a better minister to parents and others who have special needs people in their life. You know, when I was growing up, I used to not like hanging around those people that were so much different that had those issues, right? I didn't know how to handle them. I didn't know how to respond to them. But you know, God's given me an answer. The answer is found in Christ. Do you remember when Paul wanted to have a solution as to why he had that thorn in his side, that thorn in the flesh? And God says, my grace is sufficient. But there's a part of that text that we don't often delve into. Part of that text deals with Paul and his issue of pride. God gave him that thorn in the flesh to keep him from being filled with pride. Now, I don't know about you, but pride is a a one-eyed monster. In the middle of the word pride is the letter I. In the middle of the word sin is the letter I. Whenever I gets in the middle of something, I am in a world of trouble right? Pride is what caused Lucifer, that son of the morning star, to be cast out of heaven. So God sometimes allows us to go through difficulties so that it will keep us humble. One of the things I've discovered about my son is he doesn't care what other people think. He doesn't even spend time thinking about what other people think. He's in his own little world. It doesn't matter to him if his shirt is soiled with food it doesn't matter if, if he's tired, he'll sit right in the middle of a floor full of people and, and lay down and take a nap. <laughs> he doesn't care what other people think. 
So when you think about God answering our dilemmas, he shows us more of his son, answering by driving us back to the Savior. Well, I'm also thankful because I'm never going to die. In John chapter 11, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. So Jesus asked this woman at the well, do you believe this? And she did. And I do too. And I hope that you do as well. Because you see, one day you're going to die. Where is your soul going to go? When I say you're never going to die, I'm not talking about your body. Listen, your body is just a shell. It's comprised of a body, a soul, and a spirit. One day your body will die, but your soul will never die. Where are you going to spend eternity? In Revelation chapter 11, we discover that there's 24 elders. They're seated on the thrones before God, and they're falling on their faces, and they worship God. And John is given a vision of heaven. In this vision of heaven, he says that these 24 elders, now, I'm not sure who these 24 elders are. I think perhaps 12 of them are the 12 apostles, and maybe 12 representatives from the 12 tribes of Israel. That's what I believe it is. I I may be wrong on that, but we know there's 24 elders that are seated on their throne before God, and they all fall on their faces and they worship God. And what do they do? They give thanks to the Lord their God, the Almighty One, the one who is, the one who was. And he said, because you have taken your great power and you have begun to reign. I got to think about that last little phrase, begun to reign. I thought God always ruled and always reigned. We know that the devil is the prince and power of this air, of this world. So God has allowed Satan to have certain reigning privileges here in this world. That's why he's called the prince of the air. I guess you could say he's kind of like a dog on a leash. He can only go so far. God restricts him in how far he goes, but he is the ruler of this air. That's why we see so much evil. Uh, That's why we see so much chaos, because God has permitted that because of the pride of Satan and because of the pride of humanity. Sometimes we'll follow that evil. But one day, when we're up in heaven, God's going to say, okay, enough is enough. And he will rule. He will reign. And I'm going to be there because I'm not going to die If you know Christ as your Savior, you're going to be there. If you don't know Christ, your soul will be separated from him for eternity. So I give thanks because I'm never going to die. You know, that was the last time that we see thanks in the Bible, Revelation chapter 11. Uh, The first time we talked about the thanksgiving offering, the last time we see the word thanks is giving thanks to the Almighty God who begins to reign in heaven. And then the letter K. We give thanks because we are kept by God's provisions. Luke chapter 12 says, And if God cares so wonderfully for the flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? I love that verse. Jesus is saying, listen, you see these flowers? They're beautiful, but they're going to be gone. They're going to be thrown into fire. And he says, you know, we're really concerned about what we eat and what we drink. But he says, don't worry about these things because we're kept by God's provision. He says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But our Father already knows what we need. 
we are kept by God's provisions. Listen, so many people struggle. Maybe you're struggling with loneliness. You know, even the rich and the famous and the poor and all the people in between from time to time will be struggling with loneliness. Here's a list of famous people who were honest about their loneliness. Oscar-winning actress Anne Hathaway confessed, Loneliness is my least favorite thing about life. The thing I'm most worried about is just being alone, without anybody to care for, or, or without anybody who will care for me. And then Josh Whedon, who is the director of the movie The Avengers, said, Loneliness is about the scariest thing out there. Scientist Albert Einstein wrote, It is strange to be known so universally and yet to be so lonely. Writer Ernest Hemingway wrote, I live in a vacuum that is as lonely as a radio tube when the batteries are dead and there is no current to plug into. Marilyn Monroe said, Sometimes I think the only people who stay with me and really listen to me are the people that I hire, the people that I pay. Man, what a sad commentary. But I want you to know it doesn't have to be that way because that loneliness can be filled with a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're told that God wonderfully cares for us. I am kept by his provisions. Are you feeling lonely? Why don't you cry out unto the Lord? And he will fill that void. Well, there's one final point we need to cover today in the broadcast. The letter S, and give thanks. I am so thankful that God has given me saints that encourage me. Let these words soak into you that Paul wrote to the Corinthian believers. Remember, Paul spent a year and a half starting that church. And the reason he spent so much time there at the church at Corinth is he realized that it was kind of a weak church. Those who became followers of Christ in Corinth were coming out of a very secularized culture. They didn't have a Christian ethic. They didn't have a foundation even in Judaism. Most of them were Gentile believers who were living a very heathenistic lifestyle. And some would say that when the Corinthian believers started following Jesus, they were so Corinthianized, they were so filled with the world that it took them a long time to be totally surrendered to Christ. But in the midst of that, Paul was thankful for the Corinthian believers. In 2 Corinthians 9, he says, You will be enriched in every way, so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. Uh, Maybe you're listening to me and you have become disenfranchised with the church. You say, I don't want to go to church. I'll just listen to some good teaching on the Bredo broadcast or on the podcast. I don't need to be there with the saints. I want you to know something that I've discovered about saints. You will find 
what you want to find in saints. If you want to find saints that will greatly disappoint you, you can find them. You don't have to look very hard. There are plenty of them to go around. But if you want to find saints that will really encourage you, there's also plenty of those to go around. You see, if you can't find a good saint that's encouraging, why don't you become an encouraging saint? I'm so thankful for the brothers and sisters of Christ who God has brought into my life. Now, if you're old enough to remember Fred Rogers, who was the creator of the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, uh, it was a wonderful children's television show that began in 1968 and ran until the year 2000. There were 895 episodes. In 1997, Mr. Rogers won the Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award, and then he gave a speech. And as I was growing up as a kid listening to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, I I didn't really like the show. I thought it was kind of hokey, and I thought it was kind of disingenuous, and I said, nobody lives like that. (laughs) There was an interview that was done uh, of Fred Rogers' wife, and somebody asked, is Fred Rogers the same on television as he is at home? And she says, absolutely. There is no difference. What you saw on the TV set was exactly how he lived his life. There was no disconnect. Well, as Fred Rogers won the Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award, this is what he said. He said, so many people have helped me to come to this night. Some of you are here. Some are far away. Some are even in heaven. All of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you take along with me 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are? Those who have cared about you and wanted what was best for you in life. 10 seconds of silence. I'll watch the time. Whomever you're thinking about, How pleased they must be to know the difference you feel they've made. And I remember watching the video. The video shows actors and actresses tearing up during and after those 10 seconds of silence. I remember watching Fred Rogers take off his watch and look at it. And for 10 seconds, it was silent. So in the closing part of the broadcast today... I'm going to do something that really is awkward on radio or on a broadcast. I'm going to have 10 seconds of silence. And I'm going to ask you, and maybe you're driving, uh, maybe you're listening to this on a podcast, would you spend these 10 seconds of silence thinking about somebody who has greatly encouraged you? Maybe they're in heaven. Maybe they're here alive, but you haven't seen them for a while. 10 seconds, think about the people who have helped you become who you are. That 10 seconds begins right now. As I told you, the video shows actors and actresses tearing up after that 10 seconds of silence. You know, as we think about those who have gone on before, those who are in heaven, uh, those saints uh, that are up there and and they're walking up and down the streets of, of heaven, the streets of gold, 
Did you know that they are actually interceding for us? And I get this from Hebrews chapter 12, that we have these spiritual cheerleaders. Uh, We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, and these cheerleaders are cheering us on. So this week, I want to give you a challenge. This week, will you give thanks to somebody that you know and thank them for the progress they are making? There's a big difference between what could be or what should be. And so many times we say, well, you should do this or or you should do that. Well, why don't we take a different approach and say, I'm so thankful for the progress I see in you. So Lord, we need some help with this one. This is a tall order. We're going to think of others as more important than ourselves. Instead of putting ourselves a notch above others, we're going to put others a notch above ourselves. So Lord, give us the strength to do that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if I can help you in any way, I'm going to give you my phone number. You can shoot me a text or you can give me a call. Pastor Calvin Corbett, 252-267-2365. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to hear this broadcast again, you can have a free download at buzzsprout.com backslash 1890557, or you can listen on Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South in Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are 9 a.m. and 1030 a.m. We'd love for you to join us. For more information, go to hrcc7.org. And remember, no matter what you're going through, in Jesus Christ, there is always hope for your heart.